Okay, 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 okay. We back. Podcast about sports. Um, from the creator of podcast about nothing. Bringing you, pulling no punches, shooting all shots. This podcast about sports, you did. Um, I mean, I ain't got no sponsorships for this podcast, so I don't have to do the whole, hey, shout out to such and such, you know, so I ain't got to do that on here. Um, man, we got some things to talk about, man. And I'm going to just get right into it. It's like, we ain't got to do the whole formalities and all that stuff. We ain't got to do all that. So, and, you know what I'm saying? Y'all might get tired of it. Like, man, dog, we talking about LeBron again. But, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to basketball, uh, when it comes to basketball, you know what I'm saying? That that, that happens. <laughs> it happens. Like, LeBron, LeBron might be at the forefront of all basketball news. So, um, I don't know if y'all been on if y'all been on Twitter today, but uh, LeBron and LeBron and his agent uh, Rich Paul have been in been in the news. You feel me? Um, they've been in the news today. So apparently, some hating ass agent gonna um, drop this whole bar like, "Yo, man, hold on, man. Let me pull it up, bro. Let me pull it up." We're going to get to the bottom of this, you feel me? We're going to get to the bottom of this. Man. Let me see if I can find it real quick on Twitter. Um, man, let me see if I can find it, man. Um, I'm sorry, y'all. My bad. Hey, the presidential debate is going on. Me and my uh, fiance was watching it. Um... It's comedy, dog. It's comedy. Oh, and that's something else that we're gonna have to talk about too, man. My my legitimate gripe and hatred towards um, Jason Whitlock. I'm gonna do that. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it right now, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna get into it. All right, so. Alright, so this hating ass agent, he wanted to be left anonymous, I guess types up an email or a little dissertation or I don't know what, and sends it to I don't know who, but they plastered it on the internet all over social media today, and I'm going to read this to y'all, and we're going to go through this, we're going to go through it, man, we're going to read this, because there's... There's at least nine loopholes and issues with everything that he's saying. It's just a contradiction, right? With some of the stuff that he's saying. So, all right, so Pete, right? Some anonymous hating agent. This is in quotations, right? And this is his words. There's at least five or six massive casualties. Nobody is saying anything. And you can even say that the union should take some responsibility because they represent all of the players. Not just LeBron James. Because this is anonymous. I hope you have the courage to put this out there. Because nobody is talking about this. But this is the reality. And if you ask any other agent what I just said, 
they would all agree. And I'm sure. I'm sure all those little uh all those little uh punk niggas will say the same thing. But look, here's the thing, right? If I'm a twenty year old, nineteen year old, eighteen year old black man who's a rookie in the NBA, where the NBA is predominantly black, owned by predominantly white owners. And I'm approached by Rich Paul, and everybody knows the connections that Rich Paul has. Best friends with LeBron James, CEO of Clutch Sports. And he represents the best player, the best basketball player of all time, the best basketball player in the world, LeBron James. And he also represents Anthony Davis and... And Rich pulled his strings together, managed to get AD over to L.A., win a championship in the first year in L.A. for AD, alongside co-representative LeBron James. Yeah, I want Rich Paul to represent me too. Why would I want some old white dude representing me? He's going to put me in some low-level market, because he wants me to stay there because he knows I'll make the most money there so that he can make so that he can capitalize off of it. Rich Paul's considered is Rich Paul's concern is you making your money absolutely. But what do you want? You know what's best for you. My job is to make it done. It's to get it done. That's my job. My job isn't to advise you, oh, no, man, go here. You make more money here. That's not my job. My job is to get a deal done for you. If you want to take less money and go to a team where you think you can win a championship, that's all well and good, dog. Go ahead. Do that, bro. Go ahead. You know why? Because I have other clients, too, that I'm getting paid off of. So if you want to go to a team where you're making less money, that's cool. Because you want to take because you want to get a championship, that's cool. Do that. They mad because if you count LeBron and Anthony Davis, Rich Paul was representing five LA Laker players. I think it's LeBron, AD, uh KCP, Danny Green, and uh, Marquise Morris. Those were the five players that he's representing. And I could be wrong, but I think he's representing Dwight Howard too, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that one. I don't think it's Dwight Howard. Rondo? No, it's not Rondo. Yeah, I think that's it. Marquise Morris, because Rich Paul represents both of the Morris twins. Um... He represents John Wall, Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal? No, not Bradley Beal. Uh, I think he represents Paul George. Think. It doesn't matter. Listen. Mark Heath Morris, KCP, Danny Green, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James for sure. 
It could be one more in the Lakers, but I'm not sure. That's about almost half of the team. Almost. That's a solid... I want to say that's a solid like 41% of the team that Rich Paul is representing. But he represents LeBron James. And people are getting upset that the top-level NBA recruits coming straight out of college, going to the draft, are running to clutch sports. And I, I guess they're, they're hating, but it's like he represents LeBron James. He's somebody that I... LeBron James is a basketball player that I looked up to. I played football. I played football. And, and I looked up to LeBron. So if I'm going to the NBA, if I'm a prospect going to the NBA and 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 Rich Paul and Clutch Sports calls me, I am 1,000% signing. And it's funny because when LeBron started up his whole uh, management and he only wanted to be managed by his uh, his friends, I remember those white motherfuckers was laughing him out of the building. I remember that. I remember they were laughing at LeBron. Man, they ain't even got no degrees. They ain't got no experience. I remember that. LeBron signed with this one agent, I think, for about, like, three years, the first three years of his career. Because he wanted Rich Paul and um, Maverick Carter to gain experience by sitting in on those meetings. They gained what they learned and then studied up on that. And then Brown was like, all right, dog, peace. We got what we needed. That's learning the game. That's making the game within the game. Can't get mad at them for doing that. LeBron looked out for his people and put them on. Can't be mad at him for that. All right, so Pete. This boy also said they've been able to leverage KCP. Contavious Caldwell Pope, if you don't know who that is. Two or three years in a row because they have the power and they're forcing it down their throat. KCP got a ring now. KCP got a ring. KCP is going to opt out. KCP most likely told Rich Paul, I want a championship. So I'm going to sign these one-year, two-year deals. Mind you, LeBron does the same thing. LeBron signs two-year, three-year deals, and then he opts out and then signs one-year deal, two-year deal, one-year deal, one-year deal. I need to see what the general manager puts around me. I'm not going to commit for five years. LeBron doesn't want to retire a Laker. He's going. He wants to retire a calf. Come on, man. Nerlens Noel. There are four or five of them that have suffered millions of dollars from mismanagement, but nobody has the courage to support it. Because all the media wants access to LeBron. They want access to AD Anthony Davis. Nerlens Noel averaged eight points a game with the Dallas Mavericks. 
and he was trying to strong arm the Dallas Mavericks into paying him $70 million. And they were like, nah. We're not going to pay you $70 million, Nerlens. We're not paying you that. But that's Rich Paul's fault. That Nerlens Noel averaged eight points a game and wanted $70 million a year for it. Not $70 million a year, but he wanted to sign a contract that was worth $70 million. Get out of here, Nerlens. Get out of here. Not paying you that. The Knicks would. Come on, man. Mark Cuban ain't giving that up. But now that they've jumped into the Asian game, which the reality is, it's illegal for a player, particularly if you're in the state of California, to be licensed to represent talent. LeBron isn't a licensed agent. Now, here's where the contradiction comes in at, right? Now, I know it's the facade that it's Rich Paul, but it's really LeBron who recruits for Rich Paul. Now, I know it's this facade that it's Rich Paul, but it's really LeBron who recruits for Rich Paul. Okay? So, it's almost like they're trying to control AAU at the NBA level. This is my AAU team, and they're and they've carried that to the highest level, and because of his power and his prowess, people, the young players are seduced by LeBron James in the same way people were seduced by Michael Jordan with David Falk, Falk, my fault. He went from having Michael Jordan. And a few other players to get in the top players in the NBA because of the Jordan factor. Rob Palenka had tremendous success as an independent agent because he had Kobe Bryant and the players idolized him. Kobe Bryant. So, the fact that LeBron recruits and has empowered Rich Paul, and I get it on the top guys. But if someone does the research, a lot of these guys have really gotten screwed, a large number of them, by mismanagement. So he just shouted out David Falk and Rob Plinka. Because they're representing Kobe. Because they're representing Michael Jordan. So other people want to sign to them. Other top players want to sign to them. Because he see like, yo, you're representing the best talent and you manage to get them the best uh, trainers and you manage to get them the most money. So let me sign with you too, right? So he big ups David Falk and Rob Palenka, two white men. But then when it comes to Rich Paul and LeBron, he knocks them for it. Interesting. Interesting. Now, maybe he's upset, but but see, here's the thing. It's not like it's not like Rich Rich Paul is getting other top level players in the NBA to come to the Lakers. 
Dog, I think he represents John Wall. I really do think Rich Paul represents John Wall. He got John Wall paid in Washington. Does he represent Tristan? I think he does represent. He does. He represents Tristan Thompson too. But Tristan Thompson was putting up numbers while LeBron was in uh, Cleveland. Even before LeBron went to Cleveland, Tristan Thompson was putting up some numbers. Double-double numbers. Rich Paul got him paid. Rich Paul got him a Kardashian. So we're going to hate on Rich Paul. We're going to big up David Falk. And we're going to big up Rob Plinka. Hmm. That's crazy. And Rich Paul, Rich Paul managed KCP, Danny Green. You know, he might represent JaVale McGee. I'm not sure. But he's representing C-level players at best. KCP isn't even an all-star. He's representing C-level players, taking C-level pay wages, and they're going to go play with LeBron because they know out of 17 seasons, LeBron has been to the finals now 10 times. I like those odds. I'd go play with LeBron too. You know why? Because they was probably looking at other players that played with LeBron on those teams that didn't win a championship. And they was probably thinking like, man, hell no. I would have made that shot. Man, hell no. I would have made that stop. Man, LeBron wouldn't have to do all this work. If, if I played with him, we'd win two, three rings. If I'm, the, if, if I'm the fourth option, man, we win in like two, three rings. Man, let me play with LeBron. Hey. Hey, uh. Hey, Rich. Man, find out where LeBron going to go next so I can go there too. I'm going to get this man a ring, dog. I was watching him in the finals. Man, people missing wide open shots and all this stuff. Man, let me get on that squad with him, dog. We're going to win some rings. Plus, I've never been to the finals myself. But out of 17 seasons, LeBron's been there 10 times. Meanwhile, I've been playing in the league for six, seven years, and I've never even made it to the conference final. Yeah, put me on the team with LeBron. But but you want to knock Rich Paul for it when David Falk and Rob Linka gained clientele because they were representing the best client in the NBA at the time. Okay, I get it. I get it. No, 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 no. That makes perfect sense. Just contradiction and all that stuff, man. It makes no sense. I don't understand why. And I remember watching first take a day after LeBron won the ring. A day after. Stephen A. Smith said, Now, I know LeBron said he won his damn respect, but I'm I'm about to give him a little disrespect because you're still not better than Jordan. LeBron never once said, say that I'm better than Jordan. Say that I'm better. He never once said that. All he said was, dog, give me some respect, man. All y'all do is talk about where I mess up at. 
All y'all do is critique and criticize my game, my jersey number selection, all this other stuff, what team I'm playing for, uh, what teammates I have around me. Meanwhile, I've been to the finals 10 times out of 17 years and won four rings. Give me my respect that I've earned. I've earned it. Give me my respect. That's all LeBron has been saying. Dog, just give me my respect, man. Kobe died. Kobe died. Appreciate the legends while they're here. You'll never know, man. Like, I remember that January 26th on that day, man. I remember that. My my brother at Texas, he lives in uh he lives in Colorado and he had sent us this news article like, yo, is this true? And I'm like, wait, hold on, what? Nah. Man, I still see RIP Mamba and all this all this stuff. I still be like, man, nah, that ain't true, dog. Kobe gonna come up out of nowhere, watch, come up out of cut. Like man, what y'all talking about I'm dead. I still be waiting on that day. This feels like that whole Tupac and Cuba thing. I'm like, man, there ain't no way Kobe died, man. Ain't no way. Even saying it now out loud, I'm still in disbelief. Like, man, ain't no way Kobe's dead, man. Kobe Bryant, the bean? That whole um, 24-7 thing turned into 24-8 because of Kobe. Come on, man. The bean is dead? No. But um, R.P. to Kobe, R.P. to Gigi, R.P. to everybody that died on January 26th in that helicopter crash, man. May God be with y'all and y'all families. May y'all rest in peace. Um, But yeah, everybody hating on Rich Paul. Everybody hating on LeBron, though. For what? For what? Because they changed the rules. In a game where y'all was playing the players. Now the players are playing back. Because the players are the real asset. And so that's the issue with some of these white owners. And some of these white people that be representing black people. They feel like no having me as your representative. Is the asset. I'm the asset. Because my name rings bells. I'm the player. Nike isn't signing me because of who my agent is. Nike is signing me because they look at me and say, man, he can probably sell a, you know what I'm saying, a solid $100 million worth of shoes. Not, not, you know what I'm saying, also, man, throw in apparel too? Yeah, sign him. I don't care who your agent is. All right, so before, before I get on to this next subject that I want to talk about, um, the Clippers signed Tyron Lue. That's not going to work out. And the Pelicans signed Stan Van Gundy. That's not going to work out. I think Mark Jackson not being hired by anybody is egregious. It's egregious, man. And I hate him and um, the other Van Gundy when they announce the finals games when LeBron is playing. Because it's never about, well, what can LeBron and his team do to win this game? Or what can they do to get back in this game? It's always about how the other team can win 
It's always about that. Even in the game where they were losing to the Heat, in uh, I think that was game three, or was that game four? I think that was game three. That was game three that the Heat had won. It was all about how can the Heat sustain the lead and how can they get back into the uh, finals as a whole. Because now they're up. So now they're down 2-1. How can they, you know what I'm saying, come back or whatever? And then when when the Heat won game five, it went into, yeah, how can they come back in the finals? How can they sustain the lead to win? It was never about, well, what can the Lakers do to win to close it out? It was never that. And I didn't watch game six. I'm going to be perfectly honest with y'all. Because I'm, I'm very superstitious. I was like, man, the Lakers have been losing. Let me not even watch game six. And then they won it. So I don't know what the announcement was talking about then. But I'm pretty sure it was just about how can the Heat come back. Even though at one point they were down 38. And how can the Heat come back? How can they force a game seven? Man, come on, dog. But Mark Jackson should be hired as a head coach somewhere. He should. Because I don't care what anybody say. That whole dynasty you saw with the Warriors, Mark Jackson did that. Mark Jackson put that together. Mark Jackson got those boys ready. He did that. Steve Kerr doesn't coach. Steve Kerr does not coach. The Warriors should have still beat the Raptors for the, in the finals. The Warriors should have won that. Steph Curry and Draymond Green were still out there. It's still a two-on-one situation. It was still just Kawhi Leonard. I don't care that Kyle Lowry was out there. I don't care that Danny Green was out there. Serge Ibaka. I don't care. The Warriors... Should have still won that game. They should have won that finals. But Steve Kerr isn't a coach, so. Um, so that's moving on, man. That's moving on. Um, Tyron Lou signed with the Clippers. I think he signed a four-year deal. That's not going to work out. Because, again, Tyron Lou wasn't the coach of the Cavaliers. Tyron Lou. We remember the, that that one finals in twenty, what was that twenty eighteen, when J.R. Smith ran the wrong way. Meanwhile, they had a timeout, and Tyron Lue didn't call timeout. Yeah, we've seen plenty of times where Tyron Lue was trying to set something up for LeBron, and LeBron was like, "No, nah, let Kyrie take the last shot." Yeah. Tyron Lue is an assistant. He still has learning to do. The fact that the Clippers let go of Doc and promoted Tyron Lue and kept Sam Cassell at the same level. Sam Cassell has been an assistant coach for, I'll probably say, a decade, man. Wherever Doc Rivers goes, Sam Cassell follows. For a decade. A decade. Because he was on that Celtics coaching staff when they won the finals in in uh, 09. When they beat the Lakers. Or was that 08? I think that was 08. When the Celtics beat the Lakers. Sam Cassell was on the coaching staff then. 
And then he goes to the Clippers. He's been on a coaching staff as an assistant for a decade, longer than that, for about 12 years. And you promote Tyron Lu. Tyron Lu, the same Tyron Lu that got fired as a Cavaliers head coach, what, six games into the season that LeBron left? That Tyron Lu? Okay, all right, well, okay. I don't know why you wouldn't call Mark Jackson, but okay, that's fine. And then the Pelicans signed, uh, uh, what was that, Stan Van Gundy? And then they signed him for three or four years. I don't remember what Stan Van Gundy is like as a coach, to be honest. I, I, I really don't. I don't remember what his strengths or weaknesses are. I, I, I don't remember, man. But it's not going to bode well in, in New Orleans, honestly. It's not, New Orleans, I, I don't think they're, they're at that stage right now where it doesn't matter the coach you bring in. That those players on that team, they're just simply not ready yet. They're just they're they're young. They're 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 young. And it's and I think people are saying like, man, they should make the playoffs. Y'all are looking at it in a three or four year future. Absolutely. They in about three or four years, they're going to be in if that team stays together with Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson. In about three, four years, they're going to be in the Western Conference Final. But they have to keep that three together. They have to keep those three together. They got to stay together. Um, yeah, they got to stay together, though. And I, I find it funny, too, with the NBA, man. Like, sometimes I feel like it's scripted. Because after LeBron left, how many... Those four years that he was in Miami, they got... Three number one overall picks? Or was it two? I think they got two number one overall picks. And two other picks were in the top five? How did they manage to get that? Like, after LeBron left, like, they drafted Kyrie with a number one overall pick. And then they drafted... um. Anthony Bennett with another over, number one overall pick. Oh, yeah, and then the year LeBron went back to Cleveland, they had the number one overall pick then and drafted Andrew Wiggins. In five years, they had three number one overall picks. And then they had another pick. I think it was like the second pick, I think, when they drafted Tristan. And I forgot what number pick that was when they drafted Deion Waiters. Like, what? And then the year Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers, who gets the number one overall pick? The Pelicans. Who they draft? Zion. It's, anyway, y'all, look, we can do the conspiracy stuff. I'm going to do an episode full of it. I'm going to just look at conspiracies and I'm just, I'm gonna, I, I, I don't have any answers. I'm going to just have y'all think about it. Um, but yeah, um, the Clippers. With Tyron Lue, I think they're actually going to be worse. That's just me. Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue didn't have the respect of that locker room in Cleveland. Look, Tyron Lue is more of a player's coach where he's like, you know what I'm saying? He's cool with them. 
You know what I mean? He has that type of relationship. He's a player's coach. That's not going to work. Because I heard rumors that Kawhi was basically the Clippers catered to him the same way Toronto did. Like, here, man, you want to be late for practice? That's cool. You want to be late and miss the team playing when we were flying to another city for a game? That's fine, too. Oh, you made it. Okay. Oh, you had to bring your uh, fiance? Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. Oh, and your kid, too? No, man, there ain't no no issue. Go ahead. The Clippers did the same thing that the Raptors did. And now they have Paul George who's hitting inside of backboards. The, The Clippers are no good. And that was a team that worried me until I saw what the Nuggets did, and you, I, you saw them fold by Game Six. They were folding, and it's like, yeah, they're not, they're they're not scary at all. There's no leadership over there. They don't have a leader. There's no one over there that say, man, I'd rather die than lose Game Six. We're not losing Game Six. We're not losing Game Five. When they were up three one on the Nuggets, a leader should have stood up and said, yo, we're not losing this game, yo. We're up 19 points. We're not losing this game. Anyway, Tyron Lue, I don't think, I think they're, they're actually going to be worse next year at the Clippers. I don't know who they should have hired. Maybe, again, like I said, maybe they should have hired Mark Jackson. Um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn is not going to make it to the East Conference Final next year. Well, maybe they will. Maybe. Uh, I don't know, man. We're talking about Kyrie and KD. I don't think that's going to work out. It's not going to be as toxic as KD and Russ, but I think they're going to be try I think they're going to try to be too buddy buddy with each other. And to be honest, Kevin Durant doesn't have that killer instinct to me. He's kind of one of those dudes where it's like, you know, if we're up by 1, we're going to win by 10. But if we're down Eight, we ain't coming back from this. But Kyrie has that killer instinct. But again, this is something that I don't understand with Kyrie. He left LeBron to go to Boston because he wanted a team to be his team. He wanted to be the face of the team. Now he goes to Brooklyn with Kevin Durant. Right. It's not going to work out. Um, Because it didn't work out with LeBron. Because LeBron was the face of the Cavs. Meanwhile, Kyrie was part like, yeah, but when we had the longest losing streak in the NBA history, I was here playing on that team. You wasn't here through the rough times. Your years in Cleveland, it was rose petals and rainbows. You going to the Eastern Conference Final. You have the most wins in Cleveland Cavalier history. I was here when we had the longest losing streak. I'm the face of this team. But no, it's LeBron. LeBron was the face of that team. LeBron's the face of that state. LeBron's the face of the league. So you choose to go play with Kevin Durant? That's Kevin Durant's team, Kyrie. They're not going to win anything either. Um, I'm going to give my position, my uh, predictions for that. Uh, on the next episode, though, we're going to get into more NFL stuff. But before I sign off, I want to I want to talk about this toxic, this not this toxic, this topic. Um, it came up about the WNBA pay wages versus the NBA pay wages. So I got this little picture right here comparing Sue Bird to LeBron James, right? Sue Bird just won her fourth championship. Uh, she's also a finals MVP, I think, twice. So Sue Bird, 
17 seasons with the WNBA. LeBron James, 17 seasons in the NBA. Sue Bird, four WNBA championships. She just won her fourth this season. Uh, LeBron James, four NBA championships. Sue Bird, 2020 salary, $215,000. LeBron James, 2020 salary, $37.44 million. Sue Bird gained $11,356 for winning the 2020 Finals. LeBron won $370,000 for winning the Finals. So, yeah. And people are upset because they're just like, well, a lot of WNBA players are upset because they're just like, we should be getting paid more. We out here playing and doing everything that we possibly can. And we're the best women basketball players in the world. We should be getting paid more. Yeah, nobody watches the WNBA. And when I say nobody, that's a stretch. I watch Candace Parker play. I'll watch Maya Moore play. After that, I'm not watching anybody play. That's just that. Maya Moore, ever since she was a sophomore in college, was the best women's basketball player that this world has ever seen. Ever since she was 21 years old, 20 years old, whether she was 20, 21 years old, her sophomore year in college, she was the best women's basketball player on the face of this planet. And she's been the best women's basketball player that this world has ever seen. Fact. Now, if you don't know who Maya Moore is, if you've never watched Maya Moore play, go watch Maya Moore play. And then go pick any WNBA legend you want. Maya Moore is better than them. Now, Reggie Miller's sister, I forgot her name. She was a baller too. Maya Moore is the best women's basketball player that this world has ever seen. She is the first women's athlete to be signed to Jumpman. Not the first women basketball player. The first woman athlete to be signed to Jumpman. Jordan, look out look at how many women athletes there has been. The W the WNBA started in 1997. I was six. The NBA had to buy the WNBA because they was about to go out of business. I think they bought them in 2008, 2009 or something like that. No, I think it was 2011? I don't remember. I don't fact check some stuff. Some stuff I don't fact check. And I think Maya Moore got drafted that year in 2011. Maya Moore won three championships with the um, Minnesota Lynx. Maya Moore took a team and she was a number one overall pick. Won a championship her second year. Won an MVP. Candace Parker won a championship her rookie year and won rookie MVP. I mean, rookie of the year. 
Anyway, Maya Moore is the greatest woman basketball player of all time. Um, but a lot of people, I, I see a lot of women actually say, how come y'all don't watch the WNBA like y'all watch the NBA? And men are responding with, and I am one of them, because it's boring. I don't want to watch that. No, one guy suggested why they should just they should drop the rim. They should they should lower the rim from nine feet to just drop it to like seven. Maybe we'll see some dunks. Brittany Griner is what six nine or something like that. I think I think she's like six nine or six eight. Um, Embry Cambridge. I think she's about six seven, or something like that. Uh, Asia, Asia Wilson. She just won MVP. I think this is like her third year in the league. Um, I think she's probably like six four, six five. Candace Parker is about six four too, though. But um, maybe we'll see some dunks if y'all lower it to like seven feet. We'll probably see some dunks. You know, that'll probably help. Part of some rule changes too. I don't know. But like this guy on Twitter was saying, why like for the women that's saying like, yo, how come y'all won't watch the NBA? I mean the WNBA the same way you watch the NBA. How come women won't watch the WNBA? Y'all talk about women empowerment. Y'all talk about women liberation and women supporting women who watch. Watch their sport. And then here comes women. I shouldn't have to watch it just because I'm a woman. And I shouldn't have to watch it just because I'm a sports fan. I love football and basketball, but that doesn't mean I'm taking time out of my day to watch cricket or rugby or soccer or golf or NASCAR, tennis, unless Serena playing. I'm not taking my time out to watch that. But I love sports. So because I love sports, I should watch all sports? No. No, no I'm not doing that. Look, fact is fact is fact. WNBA games, attendance, and TV, people tuning in to watch their games on TV, drops every year. Like a substantial percentage, like 4% or something like that every year. It's boring. It's boring. It is boring. The games are low scoring. It'd be like 63 to 58. Like the games alone, it, it, like their games are low scoring. It reminds you of the Spurs back in the early 2000s. Like it's boring. And it's not even because of great defense. It's because of poor shooting. A lot of times, a lot of men, like I remember um, watching a, a highlight, right? And I seen a move get put on that uh, some some woman put on. Dwight Howard's girlfriend, uh, Taya something. I can't remember her last name. But she's Dwight Howard's girlfriend. She plays for the L.A. Sparks. I think she's in her second year in the league. She put on a move. And 
I was like, man, she put him on a spin cycle. But in the comments, I saw, yo, man, you saw the booty on her? Yo, who is that? Yo, who is that? Yo, who is that? And then here comes the next comment. Yo, that's the White Howard girl. What? The White Howard? Like, you know what I'm saying? It gets into that. And a lot of times, me included, I used to watch some women college basketball games because some of the girls were cute. Like back when Skylar Diggins was in college. I had a crush on Maya Moore. Candace Parker. It's like, yeah, some of the girls are cute. Plus, they can ball. Huh, go figure. But then, they get to the lead, and it's tough. And Here's another thing. If you're a woman and you're listening, hear me close. Another reason why it's tough for us to invest our time into and our energy into WNBA, this is going to sound misogynistic, but it's the truth. Women can get pregnant. So if you're my favorite player or if I have a favorite team and our best player gets pregnant, now she's gone for two seasons. It's like, well, okay. Well, like what am I what am I watching for? Like it's kind of like it's kind of like if you're watching soccer or baseball or something like that. And the best player is whoever. And they tear their ACL. Now they can't play. The season seems kind of hollow at that point. It's kind of like, well, what am I still watching for? Like, if if you're a favorite player on my favorite team and you get hurt, what am I still watching? So it's kind of like that with the uh, women WNBA, like, some of your favorite players are married to men and they want to be wives. They want to be mothers. And then they get pregnant halfway through the season or they get pregnant before the season starts. Now they got to miss that whole season and they probably got missed next season too, or at least half of it. What? Like it's hard to invest in that because you know that that can happen. So it's hard to invest. What am I still watching? My favorite player not even playing this year or next year. I'm sure Golden State, their attendance and their ratings were probably down. Steph Curry and Clay was out. Come on. KD left, went to Brooklyn. Come on. What am I still watching? Just like last season when LeBron tore his groin. Laker fans was like, all right, see y'all next year. It's not like they, they had Anthony Davis. They didn't have Anthony Davis yet. Like, what, what am I still watching for? So, if you're a woman and you feel like WNBA players should be paid more, watch their games. Support women. Support them. Because, like, as a sports fan, I'm not watching. It's It's boring. Do I feel like they should get paid more? Yeah. But it's business still. Get people to tune in. Make it exciting. I I don't know. Do something. Then their seasons are short. Their seasons are during the summer. And then on top of that, they're competing against baseball. Not winning that. You're not winning that. And that's why the NBA Finals uh, records were so low this year. 
I want to say solo, but they were lower than they were a year before because look who's in the finals, for one. I mean, yeah, people going to tune in. It's the Lakers. It's LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kobe passed away. We want to see what's going to happen. They went up against the Heat. It's like, uh, you know, it's kind of like that. Like, uh, I mean, it was interesting, but you knew what the outcome was going to be. So it's like, man, at least let the Bucks be in it. Because now you got the back-to-back two-time MVP in Giannis. Not to mention, he's a global sensation. So now you got all of Greece tuning in. Yeah, ratings would have been up. But they lost in the second round. What am I tuning in for? Come on, man. But uh, I think I kept y'all long enough, man. This has been another episode of Podcast Wild Sports. I've been your host, The Apex. Till the next time, man. Pulling no punches. We're taking all shots. We're shooting. My fault, y'all. My fault, my fault. Let me back up, back up. Um, pulling no punches. We're shooting all shots. This has been another episode of Podcast Wild Sports. Peace.